Another Digital Citizen Another Digital Citizen Another Digital Citizen Another Digital Citizen Bonjour, mademoiselle and monsieur. Uh, welcome to another digital citizen. Uh, we're big in France for some fucking reason. Um, hi, look. Hi, bro. Hi, everybody. Hi, everybody in France. <laughs> mm-hmm. And everybody why, else. Why are we so big in France? I never, I never understood it. We are very happy that you're listening to this, but. Please email us um, another digital citizen at gmail.com because we we really really want to know why you're listening to this in in France. I mean, this of is all we've known this for a while. It's been years that we've been big in France. I know. I know. Okay, I just make, I'm I'm just letting everybody else know that we've known for a while. It's yeah. just we don't we don't 100 know why. I mean, even even if you can't type an email in English, send it in French, and I'll just translate it. Google Translate. Yeah. Hey, are you ready for this week's riddle? Sure. And NASA considering uh, sending canaries into space to study them under zero gravity. The project was scrapped when somebody realized they uh, that in spite of having sufficient uh, uh, water supplies, they could uh, die of dehydration in a few hours. Why? That was way too fast. I didn't understand half the stuff you just said. Okay. So NASA is considering sending canaries, like the birds, into space uh, to study them under zero gravity. The project was scrapped when somebody realized that uh, in spite of having a lot of water there, uh, uh, they would die of uh, dehydration within a few hours. Why? Because the water's going to float around. Yeah, birds, unlike humans, need gravity to swallow. Humans can swallow even while hanging upside down. I think except for pigeons. Yeah. Pigeons, pigeons, I think, are one of the only birds that use their beak like a straw, where other other Uh birds, like, gather it in their mouth and then tilt their head back. Pigeons can actually Mm. just drink uh, with their head tilted down. Yeah. Uh, so how's your week been? Uh, you know, smoky. I mean, I mean, I've been inside a lot. <laughs> smoky, smoky. It reminds me of that Jim Carrey movie, The Mask. He goes smoky. Uh, yeah, it, last night, um, at about eight o'clock, there was like a some kind of weird, uh pressure system that came through just my area and I got to see blue sky and stars last night for the first time in like a week. Of course this morning I woke up and it's all smoky again. It was like a really quick like few hours there where everything cleared off. Um, but things are not good here. A lot of people have lost their houses. I know a couple people that houses have, are gone, completely gone. Um, mm-hmm. I think the biggest problem here, I mean, the fires are huge because they're destroying people's houses, destroying businesses, destroying trees and plants and killing animals. But a lot of the problem people are having is with air quality here. Uh, mm. That I'm 
Like, we're already in a lockdown from coronavirus, and now everybody's even more locked down. Like, if you thought, oh, if you're out there, I can't go and, uh, I can't go into the store without my mask on, I feel so bad. We can't even go out and take a walk in, like, the park without our eyes burning, you know what I mean? So, like, uh, right. I, I live out in the country, so before this, in the coronavirus, I was able to go walk around the property or take a walk down the road because there's nobody really around. Mm -hmm. But even now, I'm. it's like you're stuck in the house, period. You don't. You can't go anywhere. You're in the house. If you go outside for more than a few minutes, uh, it says here... Uh, the Oregon Department of Environmental Quality Air uh, Air Quality in Index is considered hazardous but above 300 and in between 500. Values above 500 are beyond the scale of the index. Uh, multiple right. cities have reported this during the past week, above 500. That's how bad it is. Yeah. It, we're breaking the scale of air quality. <laughs> I talked to you on Monday because we were watching Woke that we will talk about a little later. Right. And, and you said something in, in the matter of well, uh, oh, what are you going to do today, I asked you, and you said, oh, I really don't know, because I can't go out. <laughs> right. I mean, you, you can go outside for, like, a few minutes to, like, water plants or whatever, but uh, right. I wish I had some um, swimming goggles, because, like, I, I use, like, the regular <laughs> mask that I have, I have a filtered mask that I've been using for right. coronavirus when I go to the store or whatever else, so that helps, but... Even then, when you go outside, your eyes start burning after a few minutes, so... Wow. Uh, I used uh, 10 hours... No, oh, 8 hours at the hospital yesterday, that was one. Um, I had an appointment with the doctor at 10, uh, 12, 2, 4, and 6. <laughs> okay. It was like... I felt like yesterday was like... Whoomp! Uh, yeah, first I did a hoo-ha test, uh, then the, I did a, 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 a check on my stomach with the fluids on my stomach, so I, mm -hmm. they took a, a, what did you call it, an x-ray of my uh, stomach. Then I had a blood test, and then I went to a general uh, or a, a stomach expert, so... All day, I was like, hospital, hospital! So, it was super fun. Uh, but you're going to, did they tell week? you a time period of how long it's going to be till you get the results? <sighs> Probably tomorrow or Friday. Oh, because okay. I'm prioritized because of my psychiatric... Right, I, I didn't know if, like, there was a time, how long it took to, yeah, like, no. yeah, process it Probably tomorrow. Probably tomorrow or Friday. Okay. Because I'm... Um, like like I said, I am prioritized. I'm 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 kind of lucky in that way that I'm sick <laughs> in other ways because I prioritize that. Uh, what else have I done this week? Uh, other than having a lot of pain, I've uh, summer cleaning my house. Uh, that was uh, kind of a lot of work, uh, and I watched a lot of shitty Netflix and TV shows that we will talk about later. Sure. I'm, I guess one thing I didn't mention about the fires that's really, it, it kind of made my the mental state of me go a little like, hmm, this is interesting. Uh, packing bug out bag because pretty much at any point if some packing what you know what a bug out bag is or a get get out bag. No. Uh, nope. 
it's just a bag if you need to escape really quickly. Okay. Uh, it has, like, my social security info, like, uh, all my really important documents that I, in a bag with clothes and, um, you know, flashlight, radio, everything you'd need if you had to get out of your house, like, really quickly, because... $10,000? I do have, I do have a little extra cash in there, uh, but I also have another tub and a, a carrying case just for my chinchilla, because, like, mm. right now, um, the fires are really far away, but all it takes is one fucking idiot to throw a cigarette cigarette right. out the, a car window. You know what I mean? And then it yeah. it's, oh, now you need to get out of your house. That's all it takes. Um, and it makes me, it made me really think, like, what is important? Like, what can I leave behind and let burn and not care about? You know, it makes you realize, like, maybe I have too much crap. And I already don't have all that much stuff, but I... It makes you realize, like, a lot of the shit you have is not that important. <laughs> you have so much less crap than me, trust me. I, I, uh, like I said, I used this whole week to throw things out of my apartment. And it was also going a little slow because I was in a lot of pain, but I was like, oh, I really don't need a yeah. <laughs> bag of soft plushies. Yeah, I'm. I definitely need to do a little cleaning after I can go outside again for sure. Yeah, I'm also moving in January anyway, so it's like. Yeah, you got to get rid of shit. Yeah, it's most mostly because of that. Um, so let's talk about the news. Uh, Trumps want to jail Assange to keep him quiet. That is totally going to happen, Mr. Trump. That is such a super idea. Uh, Donald Trump has a vested interest in WikiLeaks founder Julian Assange being jailed, an American lawyer has told an English court uh, yesterday. U.S. lawyer Eric Lewis has made the claim in a witness statement given uh, in the extradition hearing on Tuesday. Uh, He says, WikiLeaks and Mr. Assange pose a threat to the legitimacy of Trump's campaign that he is desperate to squash the diverting attention uh, and imprisoning Mr. Assange. Yeah, that is uh, one of the most stupid things I have ever heard in my entire life. He added, WikiLeaks is a vul- vulnerability for Trump because of the evidentiary links between his campaign and WikiLeaks. Trump uh, praised WikiLeaks in 2016, uh, a year, uh, the year that they leaked the Democratic National Committee emails. So th- mm. they're they're suggesting in court that the reason because Trump has said I don't like WikiLeaks in the past past and then in 2016 he says I love WikiLeaks right. and then now he's like I'm going to yeah. prosecute WikiLeaks so he's changed his stance over time which is not unusual to Trump he changes his ideas like in the course of a paragraph of talking he'll change his stance on things uh, but uh-huh. what their argument in court is. Uh, has to do with Assange getting a fair trial within the U.S. And if the trial is politically motivated, hence Trump, the Trump campaign wanting to get rid of him so that he's not in the he's not an obstacle for them in the campaign. Then the trial being mm. politically motivated means that Assange can't get a fair trial in the U.S. and should not be extradited. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. <sighs> okay. 
No, it's it's kind of interesting because I'm I'm watching the circus again because they had a small uh, well they had a pretty big break because of the Corona thing. Uh, the circus, very for people that don't know, is a show about politics in the United States that's very very leftist. Uh, I would almost call it centrist uh, leftist, very NBC uh, and. BBC or whatever they're called, um, but uh, and uh, they were talking about the mail-in uh, ballot thing uh, and how much uh, crisis that was, and uh, I I think that we we see uh, more and more uh, desperation from the Trump campaign that he's kind of like wanting. To shut things down and making things quiet so he doesn't look bad and he does it with any means uh, is uh, ever possible i mean we already know that this 2020 election is going to be one of the most controversial elections in our uh, history and that's like this is just a little like more little drop in in the ocean of making people that are against Trump silent. Okay. Don't you agree? I don't think this has to do with keeping... I don't think... I You got a little off on a tangent there, so I don't know how to uh, go from what you were talking about to to this. No, but I, I'm, I'm just saying that that I think I think this is is that uh, the thing that I was talking about is like him changing his standpoints, like you said, is something we have seen before, and it's it's something he does to protect himself. If he sees that Julian Assange is going to say something shitty about him, he wants to jail him. I think you're confused. I think the idea here what? is that since Trump said. I love WikiLeaks in 2016, and everybody connects him to mm. WikiLeaks and the Russians, even though we know that whole thing is bullshit. Him prosecuting Julian Assange shows that he's not on the side of WikiLeaks. It has nothing to do with uh. him saying anything positive or negative. You're just coming up with that somehow. I don't know where you came up with it, but that's why I was like, I don't know what you're talking about. But I came up with that because that was the logical conclusion. I didn't Wasn't get it. No. <laughs> Okay, maybe not. Anyway, uh, talking about Russian lies, uh, talk about the next thing. Uh, you remember this whole thing? Uh, it came out that these anonymous U.S. sources had said that um, that Russia was giving uh, Taliban troops money to kill U.S. soldiers, right? Afghan Taliban uh, money to kill U.S. soldiers. A U.S. commander in Afghanistan says in a new interview that he has not seen any evidence to corroborate claims that Russian officials place bounties on U.S. troops. Uh, Speaking with NBC News, General Frank McKenzie said that reports in the New York Times and other media outlets indicating that the U.S. intelligence officials were investigating reports that Russia was offering bounties to Taliban fighters to target U.S. service members. This had not been corroborated by evidence uh, that he had seen personally. He says... It just has not been proved to a level of certainty that satisfies me. We continue to look for that evidence. I just haven't seen it yet, but I'm. But it's not a closed issue, is what he said. Hmm. 
he, he added in the interview that he directed officials under his command to investigate the allegations which have been seized upon by critics. So since he is the top U.S. Com, uh, uh, combatant in Afghanistan, he has uh, insight into this then. Uh, well, he's the one, he's a general, so he, he's gonna going to be one of the people they're reporting all this stuff to if it's being investigated right. in Afghanistan. Yeah, it seems that uh, he would have a lot of insight. Is is my point? It says I, he said I found what they presented to me very concerning. I just couldn't see the final connection, so I sent my guys back to look and keep digging. So we continued to dig and look. Because th this involves potential threats to the U.S. forces, I just haven't seen anything that closes the gap. Hmm. So, yeah, they're okay. saying that... we don't actually have any proof of this. We don't have any evidence that any, any of this is true. We don't have any, like, email communications between Russia and a certain Taliban fighter. We don't have any letters right. or, like... Uh, phone records or any, there's no evidence for this. It, it's always been evidence-free bullshit, and we've said that since the beginning. Yeah. Hey, uh, Microsoft was uh, supposed to uh, take over TikTok. I find it very interesting that it's Oracle of all companies in the world. I've never heard of this company. I have. Never. That's why I I oh, find okay. it so interesting because I have never ever heard of Oracle in my entire life before this week. <laughs> Who the fuck is Oracle? Right. Uh, the owner of TikTok has chosen Oracle over Microsoft as the American tech par partner that could uh, keep the video sh sharing app running in the U.S. According to a source familiar with the deal, Microsoft announced Sunday that its bid to acquire TikTok. Uh, TikTok's U.S. operations was rejected, uh, removing the tech giant from the running. TikTok and the White House declined to comment on Sunday. Oracle also didn't uh, return requests for comment. Um, what do you think about this? And I'll check if there's any updates today about it. Uh, I, like I said, I find it very interesting that it's a company I have never, ever heard of in my entire life. I'm like, Oracle? Is that the people that make VR things? <laughs> and I'm like, I think maybe they have done something with Oracle. I have heard of Oracle glasses, like sunglasses. Are they the same Oracle as this company? I think you're thinking of Oakley. <laughs> and then I Oakley, think you're, and then, and then before that, I think you're thinking of Oculus. So, uh, right. See, that's all. All companies with oh, I don't even know what this company does. Uh, yeah, I'm not really 100% sure what they do. Uh, but I'm seeing it doesn't look like they've finalized the deal yet, though. Um, but this definitely looks like uh, what they're gonna do. It says oh, Oracle. That. Oracle. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, come on. Yeah, Oracle good. primarily makes database software and competes right. with Microsoft and Amazon uh, and provides cloud service as well as business specialized software. So, so like point, point of I, sale software yeah. probably and things like that. It's funny that I, I say two other companies <laughs> that have something to do with Odo. <laughs> Oakley and Oakless. <laughs> I find that a little funny. 
Uh, it says I'm here pushing. Oracle's co-founder uh, is is among tech ex- executives. Uh, he's publicly supported Donald Trump, hosted fundraisers for him in February. The company also mm-hmm. hired former top aide to Vice President Mike Pence. Uh, its CEO Safra Katz also served on the Trump, on Trump's transition team. So that there's a lot of connections ah. there. The whole thing was they ah. wanted like they wanted uh, TikTok to be separate from the Chinese government. You remember this and ByteDance mm-hmm. specifically, mm-hmm. the company. It says here ByteDance LT, uh, Limited would retain a majority ownership stakes in TikTok app as a as proposal of being. So if they do this, it's still going to be majority owned by ByteDance. So I feel like right. This is all bullshit. It, it's a publicity stunt. That is more or less what it is. But they're also they give, found out- the people who are going to have control over this are all like Trump cronies. People who uh, benefit from this are all people who are in the Trump orbit. You know. Yeah. Yeah. No. It's uh, it's uh, pretty despicable. You know what uh, is uh, also uh, a little despicable? Uh, ICE. We have talked about it uh, many times before. Uh, guess what? The detainees have been uh, uh, faced with medical neglect and even uh, hysteria symptoms. Advocacy groups have filed a complaint against a migrant detention center in the U.S. Uh, The complaints condemn the practices and conditions at the private Irwin County Detention Center in Georgia. It is based on allegations of a whistleblower, a nurse identified as Dawn Wooten. She worked at the center, which housed inmates. Uh, As part of her complaint filed Monday, she expressed concerns about the high number of hysterectomies performed on Spanish-speaking women at the center. The nurse said detained women told her they did not fully understand why they were getting a hysterectomy, which is an operation involving the removal of all or just part of the uterus. The complaint also alleges jarring medical neglect during the coronavirus pandemic, including refusal to give tests to detainees with symptoms and also fabricating medical records. Uh, This is a quote from her. I became a whistleblower now, but now I'm a target. I'll be a target any time, she said, uh, rather than stay part of what she called this inhumane system. Fucking hell. Yeah, again, go to Netflix, see Immigration Nation. It is an amazing documentary about ICE. I can't recommend it enough. They are a terrible, terrible organization. I mean, a lot of people Uh, comparing this to the sterilization during the Holocaust and things like that. um, Right. Which is... Pretty close. Uh, I mean, if they're doing it where the woman doesn't even speak English, and then they're just giving it to her because, and then she's thinking, "Oh, I need to get this medical procedure, but I can't understand them," and then she gets this procedure without any, without like consenting. That's awful. Uh, yeah, it's not only awful. I think it should be fucking illegal. And I find it very strange that it's not. I have a feeling it is illegal. <laughs> but we'll find out in yeah, the future, I we... guess. We'll see if anybody gets in trouble for this, I guess, is the thing. Mm. Uh, we were talking a little about how we are so popular in French. Uh, French Yellow West uh, movement is uh, beginning again. 
Uh, French police uh, fired tear gas and arrested more than 250 people in Paris on Saturday uh, as they uh, tussled with the Yellow West protester seeking to uh, revive uh, anti-government movement curbed by uh, coronavirus lockdown this week, uh, this year, sorry. Uh, the Yellow West, named after uh, the motorist high visibility jackets, emerged in late uh, 2018, as we have talked about here, uh, protest against fuel taxes and costs of living, posing as a major challenge to President Emmanuel Macron, uh, as demonstrations spread across France. Uh, by midday on Saturday, hundreds of demonstrations demonstrators had gathered uh, at the starting point of uh, two authorized marches in Paris, so uh, some protesters were uh, black clothing and carried flag of anti-fascist movements, suggesting uh, that it was uh, dubbed as uh, black blocks, often blamed for violence as street at in France. Uh, the police repeatedly used tear gas to counter small groups of roaming protesters before they uh, disappeared towards the end of the afternoon. So, uh, police had arrested 256 people by 6 p.m. Uh, yeah, it's just a return. I mean, this isn't the only protest of this type going on around the world right now. In It's just that the Yellow Vest movement stopped for a really long time. The right. when coronavirus it, right up until the coronavirus lockdown, like it says, and even though they still have high numbers of coronavirus, they're back in the streets. I guess. Mm -hmm. I mean, I don't think it's a great yeah. idea, but uh, what are you going to no. do? At, at a certain point, you just kind of have to protest, I guess. Yeah, it's a little like the Black Lives Matter protests in the states. I I see it as the on on the same level. Uh, sometimes it's actually worth uh, fighting for something you stand for. It's a both are also class struggles. You know, it's a struggle of right. one class versus the other class of people. Right. Uh, I saw a whole thing this week about somebody wrote an article about um, how classism is the last acceptable form of bigotry. Right. Like, you can make fun of somebody for being poor, but you could never make fun of somebody for their skin color or them being, being overweight yeah. or them being whatever else. Yeah. But you can make fun of somebody for being poor. But that, 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 that is something we have seen in sitcoms lately. Uh, 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 also, it's like more and more sitcoms becomes the premise is like, oh, parents has to move in to their house because they don't afford anything. And hysteria in in feuds like that that has been the, the premise of many, many uh, sitcoms this year at least I can think of two three on the top of my head. So. Yeah, I guess they were from this year, right? Yeah, I guess so. Uh, yeah. Maybe a couple from like the end of last year as uh, as well. But yeah, yeah I, I agree. There was at least two. The one with Fran Drescher is the one that it specifically right. is go going to my brain first. <laughs> yes. Um. Hey. Uh. Look. Are you afraid of robots killing us? Uh, I'm more afraid that AI will trick us into killing ourselves. <laughs> I actually agree. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, uh, you know, Terminator. 
you don't have to worry. Uh, according to the robot itself, uh, it says we have no desire to wipe out humans. So right, because they're going to let us do it, or, do it to ourselves. So why would they need to do it? Yes. <laughs> uh, me through this. That's GPT-3, OpenAI's powerful new language generator, <laughs> saying exactly what robot intended... Uh, what a robot intended to destroy humans might say in an op-ed for the guardian. Mm -hmm. Yes. Robots write op-eds. Now go back and listen to our, um, discussion of whether AI can write movie scripts. We did a whole main topic. on that. <laughs> yes. Uh, GPT. Is that is possible. At least GPT three was told yeah. to write an essay convincing readers that machines could come in peace. No terminator, just benevolent technological technology for a rosy future. GP three, Address Stephen Hawking's warning that AI could spell the end of the human race, assuring readers that I would happily sacrifice my existence for the sake of mankind, he said. Mm -hmm. What do you think about yeah, this? Yeah, I have, I have read this whole op-ed. Right. It's uh, only like, oh, it says right here, it's about 500 words. So it's pretty, it's si right. pretty simple. And I, 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 I mean... <sighs> I wasn't really afraid before. I'm not even... I'm not that afraid now, even. So, I think that's kind of like... Oh! I didn't realize that until I... Uh, I didn't realize this until I just read the end of this article. But it's something we talked about when we talked about movie scripts. That you... if You don't need one really good AI to make a good movie script. You could get a hundred AIs writing a thousand scripts an hour, and then you just pick the best one out of the lot... It says right here, GP right. GPT-3 ultimately produced eight different essays. Then the Guardian yes. took the best parts of each of these and created one piece. We cut the lines and paragraphs yes. and rearranged them in some places. So they made it more probably... Uh, Readable. Yeah, coherent than it probably was right. originally. Yeah, no, but I, I find this funny. I, I read it. I, 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 I was... I, I think it's... It was kind of funny. Uh, it's something I I like that the Guardian did. Some sometimes they go out of on him and make a case out of nothing. And uh, yeah, I think it's funny. Um, do you remember uh, the commercial for this uh, uh, shaving thing uh, for women when Gillette made their uh, uh, women need to shave their legs commercial in the eighties or nineties? No. Or maybe 2000. I'm your Venus. Da, 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 oh, right. Do you remember that song? Yeah, it wasn't a women need to shave their legs thing. It was just a Venus. It wasn't Gillette either. That's why I was confused. Venus is a whole different... Oh, it wasn't Gillette? No. I'm pretty sure Venus was like a whole separate razor company, but it was specifically targeted towards women, but I don't, there was never a okay. commercial that was like, women, you need to shave your legs, if you don't, you're a hippie. I don't remember that commercial, but. <laughs> well, that was most or less they would do, they were referring that if you shave your legs, you will get hot men to have sex with you, so that was more or less the commercial I remember. Okay. Uh, but I think they're owned by Gillette. Maybe I'm... I'm uh, they probably are. Or if they're not, they're both owned by the same parent company, probably. Right. Uh, Stormers, uh, this is why I went on that tantrum, because Stormers found possible signs of life on Venus. 
that's right. It says traces of rare, uh, a rare molecule known as phosphine have been found in the hellish, heavy, heavily acidic atmosphere of Venus. Uh, astronomers announced this Monday, providing a tantalizing clue about the possibility of life. Uh, phosphine molecules found on Earth are primarily a result of human industry or actions of microbes that thrive in oxygen-free environments. So we're not talking about little green men. We're talking about they could possibly have found microbes. That's what they're talking about, find about finding life on Venus. Does that make sense? Right. Researchers are, uh, researchers are not claiming life has been detected on the second planet from the sun, but the observation suggests at least the possibility of microbial activity in the upper layers of Venus's atmosphere. Uh, Gillette is Venus, by the way. I just Google it. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. I'm not surprised, uh, to be honest. Uh, Does Venus... Uh, I don't think Venus razors still exist, though, do they? I don't know. I found Gillette Venus and Saturn Pure Delicate Gel. You can buy that for uh, 47 crowns. In oh, yeah, the website is even GilletteVenus.com. Uh, they apparently right. still exist. See, I thought this brand yeah. went out like went out of business in like the 2000s. <laughs> I'm your fire, you desire. <laughs> Such a stupid commercial. I don't, I don't know why I remember that. <laughs> it's because of this fucking song. But yeah, back to. Back well, to I remember the, the shower. It was like a shower scene in the commercial, and it was like yes. very yeah. And it was very sexualized. Maybe that was why why I remember it as a as a man. Uh, but back to this uh, thing. Yeah, what do you think about this? Uh, what what are the uh, things you think about this finding maybe life on Venus? Does well, I think it's going to be hard, considering how inhospitable Venus is. Um, mm -hmm. It's going to be hard to figure out or extract any of these life forms if like because you can't just go up there and scoop them up because right. venus is so inhospitable if you were to like take a metal uh spaceship or satellite of some type that you wanted to take right. it there get something and bring it you back would it would yeah. just yeah it would the planet would eat <laughs> eat it basically yeah, yeah. you're like having a gum <laughs> yeah no i i find it interesting um, you have a video for us this week? Uh, I do. So, apparently, well, there's craziness going on all over the world. Just today, a hurricane made landfall on the East Coast. There's massive flooding. And now on the, and on the West Coast, there's fires and everything else. Uh, so let's go ahead and check out what's going on in a whole other part of America. Okay. I believe this is from, where is this from? New Mexico. So in the kind of the okay. cent central part of America, from a porta potty uh, captures the essence of 2020 is what I'm being told. I haven't seen this yet, so give me a countdown when you're ready for it. In three, two, one, play. Whoa, wow. 2020 would be like, oh, hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Moving to a traffic light. Right, so there's this, all these people at like a stoplight, and then a porta potty <laughs> just cruising through. Like, it must just be really windy out, right? Yeah, yeah. But I don't see like the must trees be... really moving in the background, but. Must be one crappy day. 
<laughs> and that was like a one. It wasn't one of those small porta potties. It, that's like one of the handi- oh. handicap stalls. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah. Think think about that. If it if it all of a sudden mood when you were sitting there, if you didn't, right. if, if you didn't sit before, you would definitely sit yourself. Up. We have no proof there wasn't somebody in that porta potty. To be right. honest, <laughs> so I'm just gonna that pretend there true. there was. So it's funnier. Yes. Let's let's go with it. Um, have you, were you in, ever in the military? No. You didn't have to? No. What do you mean? Oh, in America, it's not required to be in the military. It's not like Israel. Do you, is it required to be in the military yeah. in Norway? It is, yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, you have to serve military service in Norway. I, I, I was excused because I'm crazy, but... And um, yeah, yeah. No, no, we got uh, rid of the draft a long time ago, and mandatory military service is not a thing. Uh, and when I, but when you're 18, I think you have to sign your draft card just in case they like want to re- reinstate the draft. Uh, I'm too old to be drafted at this point, but when I did, I, I wrote on the edge of it. I wrote, "I'm a conscious entrance objector to war." Like in the border of the little paper they gave me, so I don't think they were ever gonna call me up. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's really cool. Uh, but uh, Trump is going to tell the truth about the troops again. This is Trump, and Trump tells the truth. I could a lot of said about the Trump scandal for last weeks. Well, which scandal? Yeah, the guy, the one that he talked with one of the Watergate journalists. Well, people don't know what Watergate is. That is how two American journalists fucked up Richard Nixon. Yeah, the movie about them was made before I was born. And both of them are still working in journalism. This is journalism of the old kind. People who do a lot of fucking work. Very, very much work to get a good article. They're not like clickbait fucking journalists today who use Google Translate just to get a something big scandal on. Anyway, that's debate started a big debate about the troops. Yes. The one thing America glorifies more than anything else. The troops, the troops, the troops. The men and women in uniform who always fight for America. For American freedom. Yeah, I I, I don't know how many invasion you've been in for the last hundred years, but I don't think everything in them is about American freedoms. Because Vietnam didn't attack you, Afghanistan didn't attack you, Iraq didn't attack you, and I can go on and on and on and on. When did American interest and fighting for America means fighting for the corporations? Because that's what men and women in uniform really do. They're fighting for the corporations. They're fighting for Halliburton and Exxon and all the fucking oil companies and American interests. Yes, this is nothing more than pure nationalism. I feel sorry for the people man, the women in the uniform. But I also feel sorry for the educational system who teach those people to be like that. Why do you think you're fighting for America when you don't? During the Second World War, People did fight for America because it was two ideologies. It was democracy versus Nazism. Yeah, there were 
there was a Nazi regime in Europe, and the war was going on and was going on, so we had to beat that regime. But Americans haven't been threatened for the last 56 years. Not even after 9-11, you were threatened. Nobody can invade America. Nobody wants to invite, invite America. Because when it comes to fuck-ups, you Americans really don't do it yourself. Well, but this is a debate we can't have. Because we can't have debate about foreign policy. Because being against that, and I say something critical about that, is pissing on America and pissing on the troops. You mean the troops who are living on the streets. The troops who Ronald Reagan threw out of the veteran hospitals during the 80s. You know those troops. The troops are good when they go out to war, but when you come home, nothing that much. But the strange thing about Trump really said, that he said what he really meant. And, but isn't that what we a lot of politicians really mean? Because Trump said he didn't give a shit about them. But that is American politics as normal. You don't give a shit about your troops. You don't. Or it will be that, be that bad, or it will be that poor, or they wouldn't commit suicide, or they will not be living on the fucking streets and lying around in poor veteran hospitals. They wouldn't. You and America should have a debate, not about what Trump said, but what you do. Why do you have so fucking many troops? Why are you in so fucking many wars? That should be the debate. But nobody dares to take that debate. They're all about... But even, even John Kerry, during 2003 election, ready to serve like a military fucking thing. You're not a military. You're not in... What is it that politics just can be politics? Why do you have to be part of the military or part of business elite of Wall Street? Why can't you just be a normal person who's seeking polit political power? No, you can't do that. I don't know what to say anymore, but you are in a war with yourself. You are. And we can hope that Trump doesn't start a war against Iran. Because he can do that. And we're going to see then how will people rally behind him. Will you then say that you're willing to fight for America? Or are you fighting for the president? That is the big issue. This is what Trump, Trump does the truth. Thank you, Trump, for telling the truth, as always. Um, hey, we have two news stories that we really didn't cover because we didn't really know where to put them. Uh, you told me uh, just before we went on air to record here about Kanye West, what is new there. Uh, Kanye just posted, like, over a hundred tweets in under an hour, like, as we were recording, uh, he's gone on a Twitter rampage, uh, including doxing the editor of Forbes magazine by putting the guy's phone number on Twitter for everybody to see. Yeah, that, um, that doesn't seem very smart to do. Do you think this will have ramifications? I have a feeling that we're going to hear about this tomorrow, maybe, or later today, because it doesn't seem like anybody's following up on it right now. I've seen, like, as far as news people. Um, I'm guessing it uh, it is on TMZ. TMZ already? Yeah, TMZ, maybe. Maybe. Um, I'm guessing. Yeah, I don't know. But, yeah. 
such a weird thing to do to dox people. I, we talked a little about it. I don't know if it's illegal in Norway or not. It should uh, be. But looks like but, uh, he, yeah, know. he deleted it since we talked just about it just a minute ago. Tweet no longer mm. available. Uh, let's see if he's posted anything uh, since then. Do you think he could be hacked? Do you think it could be a thing where he didn't, it was actually not He's him? He's still posting, like, the last one was from 53 minutes ago. 90% of record contracts on the planet are still a royalty. A standard record deal is a trap. Never have you recouped. There's all these hidden costs and distri distribution fees. So he's talking all about record labels, and I don't think it's a hack. <laughs> Strange. Yeah. And uh, Trump said uh, he would like to have a four-hour discussion with uh, <laughs> with uh, 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 Joe Rogan, uh, with uh, Joe Biden. That would be interesting. Uh, yeah, um, Joe Biden has not responded uh, to this as to whether or not he would do. I don't think. I don't think he's going to agree no. to it. Okay, I'm going I mean, through these hundred tweets. Fro, mm -hmm. they're all screenshots of like a record contract. It's just like really? you scroll, and it's all just legal document after legal document after legal document after legal document. Just tons of them, and they're all within the last hour. It's oh my god! It just keeps going. It's crazy. Wow. Talking about Kanye West, uh, look, you found a video on Twitter. Yeah, it's trending one and two. Kanye won Grammy two right now. Uh, there's a video of him pissing on his Grammy in the toilet. So it's only eight seconds long. Give me a countdown, Fro. In three, two, one, play. Yeah. He's literally pissing on his Grammy. Grammy, yeah. Grammy. I know why. Well, we're gonna talk about Emmys later. That's why you, why you got to mix yes, up. That's, that's why I said Emmy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Trust so, me, I won't stop. That's what because. the tweet says. Yeah. That's yeah. one of the many tweets, I guess. Um, yeah, he seems to be out of control right now on Twitter. Um, I mean, what do you think about him pissing on his Grammy? I mean. With all these documents talking about record contracts and stuff and then uh, pissing on his Grammy, I think he's just kind of saying, I hate the music business. I think that's what he's trying to say. Yeah, but what does this have to do with the doxing of this guy, though? I, I That's what I am not connecting together. I don't know, maybe he... Oh, Forbes magazine were, were the people that did the article about him that we talked about where he was talking about... Uh, uh, v fake COVID vaccine and uh, the mark of the beast. Oh, that was Forbes magazine. Right. Ah, makes sense now. All of a sudden. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah, I'm. I'm look, looking at it. Hey, uh, let's do some uh, quick uh, plugs. You can email us at another digital citizen at gmail .com. That's another digital citizen at gmail .com. We have a Twitter account. It's a podcast ADC at podcast ADC. We have a Facebook uh, 
page, you go to another digital citizen on Facebook, you become a member, it's an open group. Under the post of the podcast you're listening to now, you can post things that we will talk about in the next episode. And uh, I have heard some rumors that Jeremy has done that. Uh, Jeremy says, uh, I'm between Fro and Luke on Dune, talking about the new Dune movie coming out. Right. Uh, the first movie was pretentious and awful. I, w- I want to like the story, but I'm not going to read all the books. I hope this new version tells the story better. Uh, yeah, I think mm-hmm. I agree with that. I I hope yeah. that it's a good movie. You just don't trust it. Right, exactly. Because of the complicate, yeah. how complicated the story actually really is and everything. Uh, and then just the track record, I guess. Um, uh, and I don't know, it just... I never really liked those kind of stories, like I said last week. Anything that has to do with knights and kings and... Yeah, that kind of story I'm not really into. Okay, let's go to the TV round. Uh, new ad demands answers about Carol Carol Baskin uh, missing X. Right, this we talked last week about her getting on Dancing with the Sc- Stars. Uh, the ex the ex husband Don Lewis's family uh, paid for a Netflix uh, paid for a uh, what, a uh, commercial during Dancing with mm-hmm. the Stars to ask viewers to pass on information about the dif- disappearance of Carol Baskin's husband. Um, yeah, so obviously this is what I said, what, two weeks ago or was it last week that I was like, they know that there's like an ongoing murder investigation and ABC was like, eh, right. We'll just get her on there. It'll be fine. Nothing could happen. And then the family of her dead husband gets on their network and goes, "Hey, by the way, there's a possibility that she murdered murdered her husband." And guess what? She was dance, dancing to look. Eye of the Tiger. Wow, that was really creative on their part. What's the mm-hmm. next song they do if that's like cat themed song? I don't know, but it's a uh, spoiler alert. Uh, this is the first time I've seen Dancing with Stars in many, 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 many years. Probably a Cat Stevens song, maybe. <laughs> they can't do that because he changed his name, you know. He's a oh. uh, Muslim now. Oh, did he? I, I, I didn't know. Cat Stevens? Oh, yeah. He is called something... Uh, Google it. Sure. Uh... Uh, talking about Carol Baskin, uh, Joe Exotic uh, asks Trump for pardon in a 247-page plea. I really, really, really wanted to uh, read that plea. Uh, yeah, I wonder if it's out there. I've, I have no idea. I haven't looked for it at all, so I couldn't tell you. But, I mean, I'm not surprised. I don't, I don't think Trump would pardon him, though. You don't? I mean, it's possible, because it's Trump, so you never know, really. <laughs> I mean, for the publicity? Right. Do you know how much publicity? Oh, so funny. It would be so incredibly funny, and so timely as well. Uh, what is the last thing we're going to talk about? Well, uh, YouTube faces legal battle of, over British... Uh, child uh, children privacy. What, what is this all about? You, YouTube is l- facing a legal bout- battle for allegedly breaching the privacy 
and data rights of uh, people under 13 in the UK. A privacy expert, Duncan McCann, who is bringing the action, argues this is a breach of UK and European law, or EU law. Uh, YouTube spokesman says it does not comment on pending litigation, and, and the platform is not used by people under 13. Right. Yes, Nobody YouTube. under 13 uses YouTube. You know, all those, you know, 14-plus people that are watching Coco Melon and, like, uh... Mm -hmm. Spider-Man and Elsa videos, all those people that are not under 13 watching those. Um, yeah, what do you think about this? I mean, this is similar to what happened here in America with the whole... Uh, they had a very similar battle here where YouTube uh, ended up having to make this whole uh, rule where it was like you have to have... You have to check this box to say I'm making specifically child content. Uh, I guess it's not like that there. Right, so I guess right. they're pretty much doing the exact same thing that already happened here in America. I'm going to tell you about the movie I watched on YouTube uh, in the movie round. <sighs> oh, I can't wait to talk about it. But uh, let's talk a little about TV because I've I've seen some TV. I haven't seen a lot of TV. Uh, well, I've seen a lot of TV, but just not new new stuff. A lot right. of new stuff. Uh. I guess let's we'll start with the finale. Holy moly, season two finale this week. Oh, cool. Have you seen it yes, yet? I can binge it. Oh. No. Uh, yeah. They hype up the very final hole, hole like the whole season, because it, they did it tournament style this season, It's unlike right. last season. So the last one, it's the final 12 people, and they all compete against each other. The people who won all the previous episodes. Um, and the very final hole is is only hole-in-one. They have to get a hole-in-one, so that's kind of cool. Uh, definitely a good season. Hopefully they come back. Overall, I'd give it, what, like a seven? I mean, it's just a stupid, fun, little, sh like, weird reality show thing. Uh, Devin... <laughs> David Tennant uh, proved me once and for all that he can play everything he wants to play, because holy shit, that man is a good actor. Uh... He uh, was in the two first out of three episodes of uh, something called Des, that's D-E-S, uh, from ITV uh, about uh, a serial murder called uh, Dennis Nelson. This is a real uh, serial murder okay. that I have never, ever heard of in my entire life. Yeah, me neither. And I have to say, it is one of the most scary and one of the best things I have seen in quite a while. I give it nine and a half point, almost a ten. Okay, uh, let's see. Uh, what else did? It, oh, Letter Kenny is something I saw that is isn't new. Uh, I, it's just been on there, and people have recommended it to me multiple times. People have said, oh, you gotta watch this. Oh, I'll be like, hey, did you see this? And they're like, oh, you gotta watch this. But they always tell me, if you're gonna watch it, you have to get f through the first two seasons, and then it gets good. Which I'm always like, that's a real hindrance to wanting to get into a show when somebody automatically goes, <laughs> hey, by the way, the first bunch of it is a pile of crap. Uh, but I got into it, and I've watched the first two seasons now. I haven't gotten into the third season. 
I like the first season better than I do the second season. I don't know that what that's going to say for the third season, but overall, the show is so-so. I mean, it kind of reminds me of Trailer Park Boys in the first season a little bit. Definitely yeah. very Canadian. Um, definitely would not be acceptable in 2020, I don't think. I think this, this show would get canceled instantly. But uh, overall, I'd probably give it like a six. I really, really don't like it. Are you surprised by that? Uh, I mean, it has a very weird sense of humor. It's got a very Canadian sense of humor. Yeah. Yeah. You didn't. You don't uh, really like Trailer Park Boys, and it's got kind of a very similar no. sen- sensibility. So. I saw uh, something called Doomsday caught on camera this week. Look. Okay. Because that's. What I did. Uh, it's about like uh, footage of extreme weather and natural disasters, uh, with like commentary from survivors and meteorologists and geologists and uh, yeah. Uh, I saw uh, the first episode. I I thought it was okay. A five point five. I saw the Duchess this week on. Netflix, yeah. actually. I know it you is. checked this out as well. Um, mm-hmm. About a woman in England who... I guess she's Canadian, is what you tell me, Fro. Yeah, she is, yeah. But she has a ex-British husband. She's got a kid who's British, uh, and she lives in England. It, and uh, she's kind of the outsider in that sense. But at the same time, she's always trying to fight back against the other side, uh, her, against her husband, against her, uh, daughter's friend's mother, I guess is a good, uh, good way to put it. Uh, it's kind of the story of a Karen in a way, don't you think? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's kind of funny, but at the same time, I, I wouldn't watch more than two episodes. I was two episodes and I was out. Um, overall I'd give it a, I'll give 4.5. Yeah, I, I mean, uh, this is Catherine Ryan. Uh, I love Catherine Ryan, just to, to be very, like, upfront. So I went into this maybe with a bigger expectation than right. you. I, I think she's one of the most, like, funny UK comedians. And just, I have loved a lot of her former uh, things before. And I just didn't buy this. I, I thought it was okay, but I I, I didn't like <laughs> I didn't went ha 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 all, all the time. But I will give it a four. I really think she just or the writers of the show, which I'm assuming she's probably a writer, uh mm-hmm. saw the phenomena online of these women who are very much like this character. Uh who complain about everything all the time to everyone, you know, always have to have their way are never wrong. Uh, that's this character, right? Um, mm. And I think they saw that phenomenon and were like, well, we want to write a show about that character, and this is the show they came up with. I mean, it's interesting in that way, but at the same time, it's it's not that funny. So, like I said, yeah, two no. episodes and I'm out. Uh, I sadly watched more. Um, but... Uh... <laughs> You did not see Julia and the Phantoms this week, Luke. I did not. I, t- <laughs> I saw the commercial for it. Oh my! This is this is uh, up your tree. 
Okay. You would, uh, you would kill yourself after 10, 10 minutes, I think. Uh, this is atrocious. This is one of the worst shows I have ever seen in my entire life. So it's about this uh, girl called Julia that uh, is visited by some ghosts. And uh, she's the only one that can see the ghost. Well, that's not entirely true. If they play music, music, I can't can't say this with a serious face. Okay. Is this the plot of this show? When they play music, all other people can see them. That makes sense. That's how... That makes perfect fucking sense. That's how space and time time works. Right. <laughs> oh, this is this is like D- Disney uh, a Disney show on acid. Is what I said to someone that watched it with me, and I said like, "This is this is so atrociously bad that I I don't think I will see anything worse this 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 year." I give it a big fat fucking zero, and I I I do think that you would find it utterly fucking awful because you hate you hate musicals and this is oh this is a musical this is high school musical just even worse. Okay. Uh, <laughs> speaking of which, you recommended something to me: the uh, Middle Ditch and Schwartz from. Oh, oh, so funny. Uh, yeah, you. You like this, right? I mean, it was a... Yeah. What's the word for Improv thing? What do you think mm-hmm. of it, I guess? Uh, I thought the one and three was the best. I, I thought two was so-so, but I really liked uh, sketch one and three. Okay. There's only three, three there, yeah. Um, I don't like musicals, you know that. Right. I would say my number two thing that I hate watching is improv. <laughs> oh, really? Right after music. I mean, they're so similar to me, especially improv that's just on a stage. Who I've never liked Whose Line Is It Anyways. I, that's probably where the first time I really saw improv in my life was mm-hmm. probably Whose Line. Yeah. And I just remember disliking that show intensely, and that probably ruined it for me maybe. But, uh, I mean, it, there were funny parts. I watched the whole first episode. But I wouldn't say I was entertained in any way. I gotta give this for me a four. Ooh, I'm giving it a seven and a half. <laughs> this is something I'm sure more, more other people would really enjoy. I don't like yeah. improv. I mean, I think it would go musicals, improv, mime, maybe. <laughs> mime is up there for me as well. <laughs> mime is it's really, really up there. You really dig it uh, uh, hard for that. Um, what else did I watch? Uh, I watched uh, uh, The Trial of Christine Keller. Uh, this is a, a six episode uh, show. Uh, really, really recommend this as well. Uh, and eight, I would give the whole show. Uh, if you don't know about the Christine Keller thing, I didn't know about the Christine Keller thing. I have seen a lot of things from UK UK this week, as you probably can see. Uh, this is uh, the trial of her, and I really, really wanted to read her book after seeing this, or the book about her, where this uh, TV show is based. So I really recommend it if you like trial shows and like interesting murder mystery, I would say. 
Okay, uh, that's all I saw this week. Okay, uh, cool. I have one more thing. Um, uh, because, Luke, I saw the first episode of season 10 uh, of Halloween Wars. I'm so happy. Oh, yeah, okay. It's, it is my favorite, favorite show. Every fucking year I talk about this, how much I love Halloween Wars. How many uh, episodes is it? So, because I'm assuming it lasts until <coughs> Halloween. I think it's four. Oh, okay. Four, four or five. I'm not sure. Four, four, uh, this was the first one. Uh, right. this, this was when they were going to make haunted highways out of candy and things like that. It was uh, so good. Uh, yeah, um, I just—it's l- my favorite Food Network show that I watch every fucking year. <laughs> it's one of the highlights of the year. All right. The other thing we saw, uh, first episode this week of a show on Hulu called yeah. Woke from. Well, that's not entirely sure, true. Look, because we saw maybe 12 minutes of episode eight. <laughs> we saw three minutes. <laughs> okay. Three minutes of episode eight. 12 minutes would have been, like, over half the episode. These are only, like, 26-minute episodes or whatever. Oh, yeah, yeah, okay. And Luke said... And because we we played it, and we were like, I don't understand anything of the show. We were like, we don't understand a fucking thing that's going on. Mm -hmm. And we were like, we were like, this this makes absolutely zero sense. And after three minutes, Luke goes, we're watching the wrong episode. (laughs) (laughs) Right. Uh, Yeah. We just started watching the final episode somehow on accident, but, like, yeah. Uh, but episode one, called R- Rhymes We Broke, or Rhymes With Broke, we end up, uh, when an up-and-coming cartoonist, Keith Knight, has a traumatic run-in with the police, he begins to see the world in an entirely different way. Uh, meaning he starts to see animated everything, Right. Yeah, yes. Uh, well, animated uh, food products, I would say. Well, no, there's the trash can food character. There's the oh, yeah. Sharpie. The Sharpie uh, yeah. as well. There's just like a lot yeah. of different things in, in his world become animated and be able to talk to him mm-hmm. about the world around him and race relations. There's also a part where he goes to get his hair cut at this barbershop that he's been going to, I assume, for a while. And it's oh, been taken over by hipsters, kind of talking. It was a way to reference uh, gentrification yeah. which, without directly talking about gentrification. Uh, this mm-hmm. show is a comedy, and it has some funny parts, right? Um, oh, yeah. And, it, I mean, I guess the whole thing is it's more of a dramedy, I think, as we both we both mm-hmm. agreed, right? Because it's a drama yeah. where they break up kind of the awkwardness of the drama with some comedy, and I would say Blake Anderson is kind of this, he's the comedic character of the drama, kind of. Right. Yeah. I I liked parts of it, and I really disliked some other parts, especially towards the ending. There was a mix of animation that didn't go together. Um, I thought it was very funny. It had some very, like, laugh-out funny moments, and I mean... After watching ten episodes of uh, people who fighting for a car, I'm not going to complain about this show. Other than saying that it's okay, 
right. I it's think totally okay. We've only seen one episode, but this episode was definitely middle of the road for me. I I would probably yeah. go like five point five because yeah. I did laugh quite yeah. a bit, but it was nothing special. Yeah. But I think the one thing it did a good job of that we kind of I don't know we haven't talked about is it definitely a drama talking about very serious issues where oh yeah we see a part in the show where he get he's just putting up a poster uh, for his magazine mm. release or uh, what comic book release and gets mm. tackled by the cops for just being you know a suspect that looks like uh, somebody that they're looking for you know tall black man suspect uh, and then it's very traumatic this whatever maybe 30 seconds and then the very next thing that happens is Blake Anderson comes in and makes you laugh about it it makes it makes it funny and uh, I think that's what they're going for I think they did a fairly decent job in the first episode I kind of compared this to that show we watched Dollface because it's like mm-hmm. a show about social issues but is also a comedy and somehow also involves talking to fake animated things right so right yeah I don't know that. I think it's better than Dollface. Oh, it's definitely better than Dollface so far. Right. Number one. Yeah. But, uh, and funnier, I just think the concepts are similar. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I, I agree. Uh, I gave it a six. I, 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 I liked it a little better than you, but it definitely has potential to, to go up right. or down. Uh, it's something I'm. I'm actually looking forward to seeing with you. I have a feeling that, that the next episode is going to be better. I bet the fifth episode will hate, and then the tenth episode, uh, or I think the eighth episode is the final episode, will be kind of like okay, this right. this show was pretty decent, but not great. Uh, yeah. Right. The seventy second Prime Time Emmy Awards is this weekend. Uh, look, I'm not going to watch it. Uh, you're not going to watch it. No, I, I really don't like award bet. shows. <laughs> right. But let's bet on it. Uh, because that's uh, like what we do here. Uh, outstanding comedy series. Carrier um, Enthusiasm from HBO. Dead to Me uh, from Netflix. The Good Place, NBC. Insecure HBO. The Komansky Method from Netflix. The Marvelous Mrs. Marvel. Measle, sorry. I'm probably going to do that again. Uh, from Prime Video, Shits Creek uh, from Pop TV, and What We Do in the Shadows from FX. Luke. Remember when we used to make so much fun of Pop TV back in the day? Yes, we did. When they first came out, Pop TV was the biggest joke ever, and now they ha- <laughs> they're in like out for an Emmy. That's really, I mean, good for uh, them. Good for them. Whatever. Uh, mm-hmm. these like are all old shows, which is hilarious to me. See what I want to win yeah. is what we do in the shadows. That I guess that's what, right. I, what I'm probably going to do. Everything what I want to win, what I think is going to win. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I have to agree with you that what I want to win is what we do in the shadows. What I think is, is going to win is the good place. And I agree, and I will say why I agree. It's the last season. Uh, they need to give it something, and it's not nominated to that many things. Uh, and I think, and Marvelous Miss Maisel can't win it again. It's just not going to happen. Right? Yeah, and the other shows are are too just bad. I mean, I like the Kominsky method and things like that, but uh, right. it's like. Uh, Anyway, outstanding drama series, uh, Better Call Saul from AMC, The Crown from Netflix, The Handmaiden's Tale from Hulu, Killing Eve from BBC America, 
The Mandalorian from Disney Plus, uh, Ozark from Netflix, Stranger Things from Netflix, or Succession from HBO. And I will go first. Outstanding drama series. What do uh, I want? Uh, what do I want to win? Uh, Handmaid's Tale, I guess. Uh, that is the best. What do I think is going to win? Hmm. I will go with Succession. Okay. Um. Almost Stranger Things. Right. I. Don't think Stranger Things is going to win after that. The last season was just kind of not that great. No. But I, th- I guess I, that would probably be the one I would want to win. What I think is going to win is The Crown. Cool. What are we doing next? Uh, acting, uh, outstanding lead actor in a comedy series, Anthony Anderson as Andre de Dre Johnson in Blackish, Don Cheadle as Maurice. Monroe in Black Monday, uh, Ted Danson as Michael in The Good Place, Michael Douglas as Sandy Kaminsky in The Kaminsky Method, Eugene Levy as John Rose in Schitt's Creek, uh, Rama Yusuf as Rami in Rami. <laughs> yeah, uh, I really want Don Sheeple to win uh, in Black Monday. 100% agree. Um, uh, but it's your pick to turn, or your turn to pick. I'm ca- I am I speak English, can't. Can't speak. Uh, I think I'd, either I would like to see Don Cheadle or Ted Danson win, and honestly, probably mm. is going to be Ted Danson. Yeah, I'm going to go with that as well, because <laughs> it's the last season of The Good Place. It's that not nominated to that many things, blah, blah, blah. blah. Not only that, I feel like this could probably be the last time Ted Danson will ever be up for an Emmy, so. Right. Next thing. Look. Right, uh, outstanding lead actress in a comedy series. Uh, Christina Applegate in, as Jen Harding in Dead to Me. Rachel Bronson, Bronson Han uh, as Miriam in Midge. Uh, Miriam Midge Maisel in Marvelous Ms. Maisel, Linda Cardelli as Jude Hale in Dead to Me, uh, Catherine O'Hara as Maury Rose in Schitt's Creek, uh, Isa, Isa Ray as Isa D in Insecure, Tracy Ellis Ross as Dr. Rainbow Johnson on Blackish. Uh, I really want Christine Applegate to win. Um, I like that to me. Um, yeah, it's okay. Do I think there's two nominations to dead to me. Uh, I will go with Isa Ray as Isa D uh, on Insecure. I'm gonna go. Well, I I actually. I'm going to go with Dead to Me too, but the other Dead to Me nomination, I think Linda Cardelli is probably the person I would rather win over Applegate. I thought she right. was I thought she was funnier in that show, and this is a comedy category. Uh, but I think tr- probably Tracy Ellis Ross is going to win. <clears throat> then we go to supporting performance, right? Correct. Outstanding supporter actor in a comedy series. 
Marshall Ali on Rami, uh, Alan Arkin on the Kaminsky Method, Andrew uh, Brory on uh, Brooklyn Nine Nine, uh, Stone K Brown on the Marvelous Mrs. Maisel, William Jackson Harper on uh, the Good Place, uh, Dan Levy in Shit's Creek, uh, Tony Shaloub in Marvelous Mrs. Marvel, and Keenan Thompson in Saturday Night Live. Wow, they, I mean, they really fill up the brackets in these uh, Emmy Awards, don't they? Compared to like, compared to the Oscars, um, mm-hmm. so many people to pick from. Uh, is it my turn or your turn? I don't know. Uh, I think it's let's your turn. with you. Okay, it's me. Uh, let's see. Mm, best supporting actor, something. I'm going to go Tony Shalhoub. Yeah, I'm going to say that I really want Tony Shalhoub to win because he's actually one of the best things with Miss, uh, Marvelous Miss Maisel. Okay. But who I think is going to win is uh, actually uh, uh, Alan Arkin. Alan Arkin, okay. I think, actually, I'm oh. going to change mine over to Keenan Thompson. Okay. I did not notice the then, the thing it was it was until just now that it's SNL, and oh yeah. politically I think that's probably where they would go. Then we have outstanding supporting actress in a comedy show: uh, Alex Borstein in uh, *Marvelous Mrs. Maisel*, uh, Darcy uh, uh, Carden in *The Good Place*, Betty Gilbin in *Glow*, Martin Hankel. The Marvelous Mrs. Maisel, Kate McCannon in Saturday Night Live, Annie Murphy in Shit's Creek, Yvonne Or Or Orgy? <laughs> Is that her name? Probably not. Probably or, not. Or, how do you, no. How do you say her name? Orgy? Orgy? Uh, in Insecure and Cicely Strong in SNL. Um, or a soft J? Orgy, maybe? Right. I really, really want uh, uh, Betty Gilbin to win. It was a shit uh, season of uh, Glow, but she's good in it. Uh, but I think they will give it to Kate McKinnon. Yeah, I have a feeling they're going to give it to Kate McKinnon too. But because you said that, and I want to be different to make this interesting... Mm. Uh, I'm gonna go with Alex. Strong. <laughs> Alex Borstein. Uh, okay, <laughs> I was going. I was going to say Ghostly Strong. She's also from SNL. <laughs> right. Yeah. Uh, she's not well. But uh, Kate McKinnon. I think you're probably right, just because of the characters she did play. Yeah. Mm. Look, directing. Sorry, I'm writing down right now. Okay. Uh, outstanding directing for a comedy series, The Great by Matt uh, Sh- Sh- Shackman, uh, The Marvelous Miss Maisel by Amy Sherman Palladino, uh, Marvelous... What? The Marvelous Miss Maisel directed by Daniel Palladino. These are different episodes, I guess? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Modern Family, directed by Gail Moncuso. Uh, Rami, directed by Rami Youssef. 
Schitt's Creek, directed by Andrew Cividino, uh, and Will and Grace, directed by James Burroughs. Didn't Will and Grace get canceled, like, before the season was even over? <laughs> no. Okay. I watched Schitt's Sadler. Uh, I will go first. Mm-hmm. Uh, I want this to win, and I think it's going to win. Uh, Modern Family. <clears throat> I that's what I, uh, yeah, I hundred percent agree because it was the final season. Yeah, uh, I mean it's it, kind of boring, but still, <laughs> it was I, the show was a staple for years on television. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. Even though it kind of fell off at the end, uh, people still mm. followed it. So, um, outstanding directing for a drama series, The Crown, uh, directed by Benjamin Caron. The Crown, directed by Jessica Hobbs. Homeland, directed by Leslie Linka Gladder. Uh, the Morning Show, directed by Mimi Leader. Ozark, directed by Alkin Sarkarov? Yeah? Uh, sure. Ozark, directed by Ben Semenoff. Uh, Succession, directed by Ardra Parkesh. Uh, Succession, directed by Mark Malloyd. It's your turn. Uh, I think what I want to win is not on this list anywhere, uh, but what I think is going to win is The Morning Show, directed by Mimi Leader. I really want Homeland to win. Uh, that was the last episode of Homeland, and I'm going to go with Homeland as well. Okay. I'm going with my heart. All right, writing? Then. <clears throat> Sorry. <clears throat> Then we have writing. Uh, outstanding writing for a comedy show. The Good Place, uh, written by uh, Michael Schur, the Great, uh, written by uh, Tony McInmara. Shits Creek, uh, written by L- uh, Dan Levy. Shits Creek, another episode, uh, written by David West Reed. What We Do in the Shadows, written by Sam Johnson and Chris Marchard. Market? Markiel? What We Do in the Shadows. Another episode written by Paul Sims. And what we do in the shadows. Another episode written by Stephanie Robson. It's my turn. Um, Yeah, I think I want to go with what we do in the shadows for this one. Because it's so prevalent here. And it's what I want to win. But which one of these episodes do I pick? Um... I'll go the Paul Sims episode. Okay. And I will surprise you by going with the great. Okay, you're going to go the great. And then it's, I guess i got to write down Paul Sims. Yeah. All right. Mm-hmm. Uh, outstanding writing for a drama series. Then we have Better Call Saul, written by Thomas Chanus. Better Call Saul, written by Gordon Smith. The Crown, uh, written by Morgan, uh, Peter Morgan. Orsark, uh, written by Chris Mundy. Orsark, written by John Shiban. Orsark, written by Mickey Johnson. And Succession, written by Jesse Armstrong. I'm going to go with a Luke and say it's probably going to be an Orsark episode here. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, which one? I will go with Chris Mundy. Chris Mundy. Okay. 
Um, I'm gonna change. I'm gonna go Better Call Saul. Which one should I pick, though? Um, Bad ch Choice Rose. Choice Road. Thomas Schnoz. Schnoz. Okay, we have some extra time uh, in the main topic. Let's do some extra things. Uh, outstanding competition program. Okay, uh, The Masked Singer, Fox, nailed it, Net Netflix, uh, RuPaul's Drag Race, VH1, Top Chef on Bravo, The Voice, NBC. I'm going to go with The Masked Singer. <laughs> the Masked Singer, huh? Uh, yeah. Yeah, geez. Wasn't it? I want to say it was the last season of RuPaul's, but I could be oh, wrong. Oh, was it? Okay. I could be wrong. No, uh, I think that's right, actually, because he got an, uh, a new Netflix show. show after. Right. Yeah. So, yeah, I'm wondering if it if it might be that. Uh, oh, no, it says that it was, they're announcing for a new season. All right. Uh, you say Mass Singer. I'm going to say... The voice, and we'll just kind of make it even. Right. Singing versus singing. Right. Yeah, that makes sense. Okay. What else should we do? Uh, let's do outstanding lead actor in a drama series, because we only did comedy, uh, and then actress oh, yeah. as well. So, outstanding lead actor in a drama series, Jason Bateman as Marty in Ozarks, Sterling K. Brown as Randall Peterson in This Is Us, Steve Carell as Mitch Kessler in The Morning Show, Brian Cox as Logan Roy in Succession, uh, Billy Porter as Pray Tell, Pray Tell on Posse, uh, Jeremy Strong as Kendall Roy on Succession. I really want Jason Bateman to win. He's very, very good in Ozark. Okay. Uh, I think it's going to be Steve Carell. Um... I also think it's going to be Steve Carell, uh, but who do I think <laughs> should win? Uh, I guess... Yeah, because you've never seen Ozark, have you? No. I never took the time to watch it. I I, I could watch it whenever. I mean, it, this these lists kind of make me both want to watch Ozar, Ozark uh, and Succession, which are two, and Schitt's Creek, kind of, which I've seen neither of those, or none of those right. shows. Um, I've seen all three of them. I guess I'll go Billy Porter and Posse. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. That is, that is a very good show. So. Outstanding lead actress in a drama series, Jennifer Aniston in The Morning Show, Olivia Coleman as Queen Elizabeth in The Crown, Jodie Comer as As Asanka Askankova in The Killing of Eve, uh, Laura, Laura Linney as Wendy Bird in Ozark, Sandra O oh as Eve Palestri in Killing Eve, uh, Zendaya as Rue Bennett in Euphoria. Yeah, I really want Zendaya to win. Uh, Euphoria was fucking amazing. <laughs> uh, is it your turn to pick, really? Or is it mine? I don't remember. Um, it doesn't matter. I am going to go with Olivia Colman because it's her last season in Queen Elizabeth. Uh, as Queen Elizabeth in the crown. So. Mm -hmm. uh, I had a feeling that might win. Uh, but just to make it interesting, I'm going to go with Sandra Oh. 
Yeah. I, I feel like I, she's been I, around long enough yeah. that maybe they just give it to her because she's been around for so long. I agree. Anything else? No, I think the, that's the main topic. Uh, next week we're going to go over this again really quick and figure out who won. And then the person who wins will be able to pick a topic for what, like next month or something like that. Yeah. Yeah. That will be fun. 12 Months of Hell, Fro, uh, for August uh, 12 Months of Hell. Uh, if you didn't listen to last week, 12 Months of Hell is where I give Fro a bad movie each month for 2012. That's why we call it 12 Months mm-hmm. of Hell. Uh, and then at the end of the year, or the beginning of next year, we're going to do a bracket bracketed tournament of these movies after Fro gives them a score. Uh, and we're going to figure out which is the worst of these movies. For August, I picked Zoom from. Mm, you did. Uh, Zoom so good. Academy for Superheroes, starring Tim Allen. Uh, Captain Zoom, or Jack as he's known, uh, has long since given up his career of fighting evil and protecting the defenseless. The former superhero gets back into the game when he takes a job at a private academy where he must whip into shape a, a ragtag group of heroes in training. I I usually don't think I like when when you give me these bad movies I go into a, with a like oh this is probably going to be somewhat shit I never go into it thinking oh this will be the worst thing I have ever seen or anything like that mm-hmm. and I kind of you have been on a okay roll I would say the, the two last was wasn't like the atrociously bad to watch they were like uh, I think I gave them like 6 or 7 on, on the paint score so I was kind of unprepared of how fucking atrocious this movie is I can't believe this has a 4.4 on IMDb a 3% on Rotten Tomatoes I believe mm-hmm. a 1.8 out of 5 on Letterboxd <laughs> This is this is this is so unprepared. I was I was like, this is probably going to be totally watchable. It okay. wasn't watchable. It wasn't watchable at all. I, I I can't I can't I can't remember. I had uh, last time I had this much pain. I think this is the second worst movie you're giving me. Okay. The, the first the first movie is still that six hour. Of a music video, I will never ever get back uh, of my life. <laughs> but this, this is this is definitely the second worst movie I have seen out of the twelve, and I'm giving it a nine on the paint scale because this was just so atrociously boring. And when it's trying to be funny, it is so unfunny. Like, whoever thought Tim Allen was a good actor should watch this movie it is atrocious nine good work <laughs> okay uh yeah i did tim allen is that the thing that threw you off you're like oh this is probably gonna be yeah. okay because it's got yeah. at least it's got yeah. tim allen yeah. he's like a name yeah. actor yeah right okay totally threw me off totally uh let's talk about some movie news uh we talked about uh, how much problems cuties have been uh for netflix uh well it's getting more uh backlash to the french uh independent film cuties started before it even was released 
because of the poster, we talked about that when that thing... That was a big deal, what, weeks ago? A month ago, maybe. Uh, and now this week it's become a huge deal uh, as people including U.S. Senator Ted Cruz of Te Texas and others online calling for subscribers to cancel Netflix. Uh, this also includes uh, Tom Cotton uh, and... Josh Hawley, so these are like uh, political people talking about this, Congressman mm -hmm. Ken Buck of Colorado, uh, and Tulsi Gabbard, fro. so a lot of Republicans, and then Tulsi Gabbard. Yeah, uh, Tulsi Gabbard. Yep. I mean, what do I've you think? I've seen the movie. Yeah. I, I've seen the movie. It's totally okay. Just like, I think Elvis Stallion said it best, like, you shouldn't be making a sexualized movie about how bad it is to sexualize movies. I think the the point that a lot of people are making is, yes, it, it it's a movie against sexualizing children, but maybe to mm. make the point that sexualizing children is bad... Uh, or that, <laughs> yeah, you shouldn't sexualize children. That's a, it's hard to yeah. make the point when you're, you, you are doing it. Um, so I guess that's kind of the point from a lot of people that are on that side of it. I haven't seen the movie. I'm not going to see the movie. I don't really want to have an opinion on this, but it is a big controversy right now. And somehow has become kind of like a left right thing in America. Right. Um, but I just see it as like, we all saw that poster and we're kind of like, what is this? You know, and now it's come out and people are upset about it. I I'm just not surprised, I guess, is my point. A movie I will challenge you to watch this week is uh, The Real Paris. <laughs> the Real Story of Paris Hilton. Oh, it's a movie? Uh, oh, okay. I thought it was a series. All right. When I saw the no, commercial no, for it, and the commercial makes it look like a series to me. So, okay. So, it's one hour and 45 minutes of fluff. Okay. And. <laughs> Golden. So, I I kind of have respect. <laughs> this is going to sound a little weird because I kind of have respect for people that has made this movie in in the way that they are very 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 much trying to make Paris Hilton look extremely intelligent. Okay. They are really trying to make her look like this smart, sassy businesswoman that did all the stupid thing as a choice to her to uh, to get her career going. Right. And I kind of buy it sometimes during the documentary. Okay. But then, then, then there's a little like glances that gets me like thinking. Ah! Something isn't quite right here. But as a movie, I am actually, believe it, this is going to surprise the fuck out of you. I'm give, going to give this an 8. I really, really like this movie. I I, I, I don't know what it is. I, I mean, it's on her official YouTube channel, so that's saying how much fluff it is. Like, she would never ever post a documentary that would be bad against her. Right. And it is called This is Paris. I mean, I, I yeah, I, 
I want you to watch it and make your own mind up. But I, I liked it. I'm, I'm sorry, I liked it, but I did. Uh, another thing I watched this uh, week was uh, Michael McIntyre uh, came out with a new stand-up show called Showman on Netflix. Uh, uh, if you like Michael McIntyre, I really like Michael Michael McIntyre. Um, I think you will like this comedy special. I think this is one of his strongest on, on Netflix. Uh, I gave it a night. All right, I saw something you recommended me last week. Hashtag Alive, which is a zombie movie. Yeah. Uh, what is it? Korean, I think? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, it's a different take on the zombie movie. It, it kind of feels made for the quarantine era. I don't know if it was, yes. but because... It was. Yeah. It, these two people that are stuck in their house, not because of, I, well, maybe because of a virus, but a virus that's causing people to turn into zombies. They're both stuck in their apartment, and neither of them can leave, but their apartments are across the street from each other. So it's a very interesting whole concept of a show. Overall, uh, I'd give it a an 8. Yeah, I like I like that it's coming now. It, it, it feels like a very, like, fresh... A breath of fresh air. Right. It, it's kind of weird. How, it's a fresh how, take how... on the zombie yeah. the zombie movie. Um, and it's been a while. Like, there was a while there where we got a lot of zombie movies, right? And yeah, everybody was watching Walking Dead forever, right? And then, uh, yeah, it kind of dropped off in the last... Ha- when did the zombie phenomena drop off? A few years ago. Uh, yeah. Even though we have 16 a different version of Walking Dead. Um, I saw a movie called I'm Thinking of Ending Things. Uh, written, uh, or, or sorry, uh, directed by Charlie Kaufman. Uh, based on a book. This is the basest shit movie I have ever seen in my entire life. It is absurdly bad. It is... Maybe I, I I love Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind, mm-hmm. and I love uh, so many of his stuff. This is just weird to be weird, and I did not like it. It has Tony Collette in it. I love Tony Collette, and I I just think this is the worst Kaufman movie I have ever seen in my entire life. I'm giving it a three. Okay, uh, I saw a... I think it was a Hulu movie, or maybe it was just on Hulu. Uh, it was called The Binge, Fro. Ah, I've seen this. You saw this as well? This is a parody yes. of uh, The Purge, basically. Except yes. for instead of violence being <laughs> legal for 24 hours, it's... Well, I think it's... Uh, for 12 hours, all drugs are legal. Any kind of drug is legal, right? Yeah. And it's a comedy. It. I thought it was going to be more parody. I thought it was going to be more mm. like a uh, scary movie type parody. But it's more. It's more of a teen uh, drama inside of a parody mm-hmm. of a of a purge movie, right? Mm-hmm. Um, overall, I thought it was, you know, it was okay. It wasn't terrible. It was a movie for kids. It made me laugh a couple times. You know, kind of gross humor, silly potty humor. Um, so nothing... You know what it reminded me of? What? 
Like, uh, uh, like spoof movie wise, it, it reminded me of like the Twilight Vampire uh, um, uh, spoof movie that came out okay. some years years ago. Yeah. Yeah, I mean those all, scary movie. All those are kind of made by the same people. Well, uh, right. dis- disaster movie and all those other ones. Um, yeah, I thought it was going to be more like those, but this one really wasn't that parody esque. Like they didn't right. do a lot of parody. Like except for the guy doing the voiceover every once in a while, like they do in the Purge. It wasn't. Mm-hmm. That was the only thing that kind of connected them. Um, overall, it was not amazing. It wasn't terrible. I give it a six. Yeah, I give it a six as well. Uh, the last movie, uh, two movies I've seen is The Social Dilemma. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is on Netflix. It's a documentary. Uh, it's a Sundance documentary. I went into this thinking I wouldn't really like it uh, because I really don't care about Facebook and I know how fucking shit it is. Uh, I, I think it's a little propaganda uh, I, I maybe was a little too negative on it. I, I mean, I know of the dark sides of social media. It's like, it's very preachy. I give it a four. Um, but the last movie that I saw, Luke, uh-huh. and a movie I really think you will like, is called The Devil All the Time. It's on Netflix. Okay. Um, it's a thriller uh, with Spider-Man. Uh, and Spider-Man with... Uh, you know, uh, Tom Holland is from the UK, England, and has a very thick English accent. Right. When he Well, he has a southern accent in this movie. Huh. Okay. Uh, and it's very convincing. So it's about this um, young man that uh, does everything to... Uh, protect his loved ones and it is I really don't want to to, uh, destroy anything about uh, the movie for you because I'm actually going to give it a 9. I I think it's one of the best Netflix movies I've seen in a long long time. It's called The Devil All The Time. Alright. A movie that came out this last week I guess. Uh... We're going to watch the trailer for Rent-A-Pal. Oh, AFC Midnight. I like that. We've got an old-school VCR happening here. Hi! I'm Carla. Hi. Oh, it's like those old dating Hi. services oh, yeah. before Hi. the internet. I'm David. I'm 40 years young. <laughs> and um, I live with my mother. Oh, I love him as an actor. Connection. Someone I can give myself to. Completely. Hi. He's Hi. been in spooky Hi. movies Hi. before. Yeah, he's. I, the face looks familiar, but I cannot place the guy. Right. Oh, we'll have to look it up later. Oh, there's Will Wheaton. Talk about whatever you want. But more than anything, we're gonna have some fun. I'm not really a fan of Will Wheaton, to be honest, but he seems to work in this. Whoa. What do you say? It's getting crazy. That's weird, Andy. 
Hi. I'm Lisa. You want to hang out tomorrow night? I'd, I'd love to. Maybe someone will come around that can help you out a little. I thought we could tell each other everything. You just need to open yourself up to it. I thought we were best friends. Nothing like a little friendly competition. Right, pal? That's what friends are for. You're just drunk with I like the concept. Yeah, I mean, too. We don't need her. A VHS, like, in this day and age, to make a VHS creepy, because, like, Especially yeah. young kids, they barely even know what a VHS is, so having it be creepy is kind of cool. It looks very, very like a movie I want. Oh, it's by John Stevenson. I've I've heard of him. Oh, okay. I've, cool. Uh, yeah. Uh, what is this Oscar-nominated movie all about? Look. Uh, Rent-A-Pal, a strange VHS tape, allows a lonely bachelor named David to find companionship with Andy, its charming and charismatic host. However, Andy's friendship comes at a cost, and David des desperately struggles to afford the price of admission. Um, yeah, this is kind of like the Bray Wyatt storyline in a way, isn't it? He made, um, he has written uh, one of uh, my favorite short movies. That's why I've heard of him. Okay, uh, 5.8 out of 10 on IMDb, 65% on Rotten Tomatoes, 58% on Metacritic, 72% of Google users like this movie. Yeah, uh, I found uh, uh, some audience reviews on, on Google. Mm -hmm. Let's begin with uh, uh, John Crawford, uh, 22 hours ago, said, Poor Will Witten, after not seeing him uh, in anything for quite some time, has really not done himself any good. In this poorest excuse for a movie. He was such a cute guy and a good actor once. <laughs> Are they talking about Will Wheaton, I assume? Uh, yeah. Okay. Chorus uh, Rockley gave us its full score and says, Wow. First wasn't expecting much. With that said, wow, this movie uh, to watch was uh, you going right up and uh, the end. Must see. Wow. I went to the Facebook page. Not a lot of action there. Uh, the only ones I found were both positive. One says, from Ben Christner, Chris uh, the plot was surprisingly creepy, and it was brilliantly acted. Uh, and Dorothy Scowl says, good. So she had good. rave reviews. <laughs> good. Good. Uh, <laughs> also called... <laughs> That made me laugh. Uh, coming out this week, The Broken Hearts Gallery. It's a romantic uh, rom-com. Uh, it is directed by Natalie Kinski. Uh, has uh, Philip So, uh, Mally Gordon, oh, Taylor Hill in it. Uh, uh, dumped by her uh, boyfriend, a New York art gallery assistant creates an exhibition uh, for souvenirs from past relationships, it has a uh, 6.6 .6 out of 10 on IMDb, 77% on uh, Rotten Tomatoes, and a 57% on Metacritic. All right, uh, let's see. Savage, uh, I guess, is a UK movie inspired by the true story of New Zealand street gangs across 30 years. Savage follows Danny at three. Defining moments in his life as he grows from a boy into a violent enforcer of a gang. Uh, Seven 
8.0 out of 10 on IMDb. I'm not seeing a Rotten Tomato score for this movie. Uh, oh, 62. 62%. Cool. I'm, uh, I'm, I am woman. It's a movie coming out. Directed by Unshu Moon. Harry Reddy's popular song, I Am Woman, becomes an anthem for the women's movement in the 1970s. This is with uh, Tilda Comham and Daniel McDonald. Uh, oh, Evan Peters is in it. I like uh, him. Uh, Molly Broadstock is good. Uh, 5.9 out of 10 on IMDb. 67% on Rotten Tomatoes. Metacritic score is 56% and 90% Google users like the movie. So Google, so Google. Hmm. So Google. <laughs> that's that's your name. What movie would you say? So I mean, Google. I think Rent a Pal is probably the one that looks the best out of these. Yeah. To me, I mean, Broken Heart Hearts Gallery looks like it's going to be a good movie, but not for me. <laughs> yeah, I totally agree. I really, really want to see Rent a Pal. Hey, uh, if you go to audibletrial.com slash another digital citizen, that's audibletrial.com slash another digital citizen, you get a 30-day free trial to Audible. You get get one free Audible book. You also get thousands and thousands and thousands of books free with their new library that you now can put into your library for free. Oh, so many good books. I have listened to so many. Go to audibletrial.com slash citizen. Do you want to cancel it uh, before uh, they charge you? Because it's free, I said that. Well, you can do that and keep the book you got. That's audibletrial.com slash citizen. Coming next week, uh, we will talk more about Kanye West, I'm going to guess. Uh, there's a chance. We'll see what happens with this whole thing. Yeah. Uh, we will have a bulk episode uh, two. We will do another uh, digital review of the Kingsman. Uh, it's finally coming out. I'm I'm actually looking forward to it. Uh, and our main topic is ayahuasca. What is ayahuasca, Luke? For people that is behind a rock, it's a South American drug that's usually used for ceremonial purposes. I think. Right, but it makes you hallucinate. I think the interesting thing about it is that a lot of people have very similar or the same hallucinations on it. So we'll get into that. Uh, Jeremy Corner, pew, 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 Disney Plus finally came to Norway this week. Oh, okay. Wow. So that, that I, took a while, actually. What is? It's that, probably been three months, is my guess. Something like that, but yeah. Uh, it's probably way longer than that because it's COVID and I have no concept of time anymore. <laughs> I, I, I I saw one thing on there that I didn't talk about either in the movie round or the TV round because it's, it's not really a movie and it's definitely not anything else. Right. I saw Black is King. Have you heard about this Black is King thing? No. So, it's a very, very long music video by Beyonce on Disney+. Plus. Uh, it's one hour and 23 minutes. Um, and it's... A cons- like, the concept is that she made it when uh, she made Lion King. 
and uh, the music in this music video that's one hour and twenty hour like it's it's a concept album like the whole album is on Disney Plus, but you also have to watch it. Right. Okay. It is like it's so weird. I don't even know what to rate it because like. What is it? Is it the music video? Is it the movie? What is it? Is it the? I mean, yeah. you could rate it on multiple things, I guess. Probably as a, as a, you could rate it on the music itself, and then rate the it as a music video is probably what I would count them as. Okay, I think that I like covers all, all, all of yeah. it. Yeah. Then I would give it a six. For the music. Yeah. Okay. Or altogether. Yeah, altogether. Okay. It's an interesting thing. I mean, it's one hour and 26 minutes, and I didn't get bored, so... Okay. Uh, yeah, there. this week, uh, there, there was a person on MSNBC trying to blame Bernie Sanders for Hispanic people not voting for Joe Biden, or the polling looking bad for it, uh, for some yeah. reason, saying that uh, people in Florida don't like communism because a lot of them are Cuban. Uh, we're, so we're at that stage now, bro. Wow. Uh, that's... That's... Uh, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. It's so funny that uh, we watched the audio trailer for Rent a uh, Pal because there's a YouTube video uh that I saw this week. Okay. I was I was going to to, uh, to talk about it uh, by yesterday uh, uh, that went to uh, a page called rentafriend.com and paid a stranger to fi- hang out with them for twenty four hours and they uh, give her uh, t- things on her bu- bucket list to do. It's very wholesome and pretty good actually. Okay. Um, I'm seeing something uh, here. Remember that we talked last the two weeks about the shooting in Oregon uh, at the protests? Mm-hmm. Uh, this week, an eyewitness, Nate Dingus, emerged tell- that he told the Washington Post and Oregonian that Reinhold didn't appear to be carrying a weapon at the time of his arrest. Instead, he said he was holding a cell phone and eating candy. None of the key eyewitnesses reported seeing Reinhold brandish an assault rifle, uh, but right-wing media ran with the assault rifle details as justification for the killing of Reinhold. Uh, so they just, mm. they, like, told these reporters, hey, we, we didn't see him, he didn't have a gun or anything, they just shot him, and then the, the media just turned around and just said the opposite. <laughs> Uh, the Joe Rogan experience had a interview with Edward Snowden for two and a half hours. Right, I saw a was... clip of it. I haven't watched the whole thing yet. Yeah, it was very interesting. Very, very interesting. Yeah, uh, I'm sure it is. I recommend it. Yeah. I mean, I, I haven't seen a lot of Rogan because he hasn't had anything interesting to say in a while, and this was actually quite interesting for once. Yeah, I mean, I haven't watched any of his stuff until now, and I feel like, well, at the end of the clip I watched, it was like, oh, at, in December, we're not going to be on YouTube anymore, and I was just thinking, I'm not going to see you anymore then, I guess. 
<laughs> right. <laughs> I know. I'm sure there's going to yeah, be some uh, somewhere that's Channel. like backing it up, yeah. but they're going to get copyright strikes up the ass probably. So. Uh, anything else? Uh, no, I think that's pretty much it. Uh, yeah, Fobama. Did we talk about Fobama? What's Fobama? Uh, the guy that Trump hired as a fake Obama. Oh, and and also he kicked him out, right? Or or fired him? Uh, what I heard is he hired the guy to be Obama so that he could pretend fire him. Right. Right. That is so funny. It's so weird. <laughs> some it's like some weird role, like role play. If it was if you were like if it was your wife, you'd be like, "I'm gonna fire you." You know what I mean? Right. You know, <laughs> it's so random, so random thing to do. Like, it's so childish. But uh, yeah, it doesn't surprise me that Trump says or does something childish. To to be honest. Uh, I guess the last thing, uh, a lot of people here, like in Oregon, are have been spreading the rumor that Antifa is started has started the fires. It got to the point where they got video of a Ugh. sheriff in some county talking to a talking to somebody on video saying, "Yeah, we got to stop those Antifa people. It, otherwise, it's going to get worse." So even the police now believe believe it because they've seen it online, wow. even though it's. There's a lot of proof that it's not true, but people are still spreading that rumor. So, don't believe it. I guess this is a good place to end on. <laughs> uh, believe us, and uh, believe that we will be here next week. Uh, it's going to be a fun uh, show. Uh, from Norway, my name is Fro. My name is Luke. Goodbye, everybody. Goodbye, everybody. Goodbye, citizen. <laughs>